Hello, everybody. It is great to be here today. My name is Gary Fowler. I am the CEO, President, and Co-Founder of GSD Get You Done Venture Studios, a premier AI and quantum venture studio located in the heart of Silicon Valley, Palo Alto. I'm a 17-time serial entrepreneur. I've been involved in two unicorns. I was on the original management team of Click Software, which was sold to Salesforce for $1.35 billion, and also EBIT.ai, an AI edge or tech company. We believe at GSD that intellectual capacity is evenly spread around the world, but opportunities are not. And what each and every one of us have to do is not only make a difference, but figure out how we can win together. So with that, I'd like to bring my incredible, incredible guest, Christina Rowe. And Christina is a founder at Women Helping Women Entrepreneurs from Scottsdale, Arizona. I mean, she's been passionate about it for a long time. She's got over 500,000 followers uh, today. And she doesn't just talk about it. She actually practices what she preaches. And with that, I'd like to bring Christina. Hi, Christina. Hi, Gary. How are you? Ah, good. And I got to say, thank you so much for uh, showing me your, your pup. I just shut my, do my door too, because my dog likes to come in and she comes in when I'm online and, uh, and starts barking at me because she wants to play. They, they know, they sense it. It's they, they just know when you're doing something, that's when they're going to come in and try to make noise <laughs> like little kids. <laughs> but they're a lot of fun. Yeah. Yes. Oh, definitely. I've got two of them. So Lola and Teddy. Oh, wow. And you said they're rescues. Uh, Lola is Lola. I adopted from a shelter when she was eight weeks old mm -hmm. and she's, I did her DNA because everybody kept stopping me and saying, Oh, she looks like a baby golden retriever. She's small. She's only now about 17 pounds. And when I came back, I was shocked because she, she's got German shepherd. She's Rottweiler. She's boxer, Chihuahua, <laughs> all in one, Lasso Opso, Poodle. Like she's like 20 different breeds in one. So it makes her the perfect super mutt. And really? Where did you get the DNA done? In Bark. It's um like, it's a test. You see just, just like ancestry, but for dogs, you just swab their cheeks and send it off. And actually Lola and I did ours together. I did mine at the, for, ancestry the same day as hers <laughs> and i sent them off to, and we um together her results came back before mine but it's, it's very interesting so you, if you have a dog you don't know what they are so she's a rescue and uh, teddy he's a king charles cavalier spaniel he's about a year mm -hmm. and a half so he's um kind of a rescue because someone gave him to me when he was um who couldn't she had him for two weeks and she couldn't handle him when he was a puppy she, and so she goes, do you want him? So I got him at 12 weeks old. So, Christina, when you did your DNA, was there anything that came up and you said, hmm, I never knew that? Yeah, actually, I grew up believing that I was 100% Greek, you know, because mm -hmm. both my uh, my father was born in Greece and Sparta. He came here when he was four. He has since passed away. And my mother uh, family was from northern Greece. So I thought, all right, I'm 100% Greek. And I found out that... Um, like less than 50% Greek. Like I um I have like, I think it was 12% Northern Italian. That was shocking. I was like, what? Where did that come from? <laughs> and the other part is like the Balkans area, I didn't say which country, but there's a lot of that, like 49% or something. So yeah, it was pretty shocking believing, you know, you're 100% something and then you find out that you're not right. So <laughs> it's very interesting. Yeah, no, I had the same because my grandparents are Greek. And oh, so- wow. We actually, my daughter did the, I haven't done it yet, but my daughter did it. And one of the things, the Balkans came up in ours too. 
And oh, also, okay. my grandmother was Greek Egyptian. She was actually born in wow. Egypt, but of Greek descent. So her family had been there hundreds of years. So part of it came up as Africa. So a small, like 3% came up as African. I suspect that's because of the uh, being in Egypt and Alexandria so long. Wow, that is fascinating, right? Isn't it? It's very interesting. I think a lot of Greeks maybe find out that they're Balkan too, which, but there's so many countries so you don't know which one in the Balkans. Yeah, exactly. And by the way, my, my family's from near Sparta also. They're from uh, Paleovarvasani, so not too far away from Thermopylae. Oh, wow. That is so interesting. Wow. So, you know, when you're Greek, like, you know, the Greek is prominent. Everything's, you know, how Greek families are, Greek and Italians, right? <laughs> like that movie, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Oh, yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. Remember, I remember, Christina, going to church when I was a kid. Well, not a kid. I was uh, 18 or 19. And I'll never forget, I went into the, I, I won't mention the names, but I went into the local Orthodox church where my, we would go as a family. And I remember my mom said, don't you think it's time you should meet a nice Greek girl? <laughs> All these Greek girls started coming around. I'm like, this is kind of weird. This is like strange. And um, That's so funny because yeah. that's how, how it is. It's definitely they want Greeks like to match their their uh, offspring with other Greeks. I didn't marry a Greek. I married um, somebody who's mixed with uh, English, Italian, uh, German, Irish. And so my kids are all mutts. <laughs> so <laughs> they're more, more, so yeah, it's interesting, but that it, it was in my family. Did you go, when you were a kid, did you go to the Greek uh, Ahepa and all the, uh, these Greek events? Did they have those where they were dancing? We yeah, set in Long Island, they had the Greek events with the, like the church would have things, and then of course you know like they go to church. And I I don't understand Greek, so I would be like, you know, really boring in church because I'm like I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I grew up with the whole yep the whole thing going to those uh, those events with the church would have or the Greek festivals or bazaars or whatever. Oh, I loved them though. Yeah, and all this stuff. I mean, it was just. Yeah. Everybody was friendly. It was like, it was really nice, actually. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. My kids still, because when you have like a Greek mother, they still, even though they have all the other nationalities, they, they identify as Greek, like, you know, even though they're only like quarter Greek, slightly, <laughs> or right. half, but now with the DNA. But they, uh, yeah, because they, they love Greek food, and it, it definitely came through. It definitely the, uh, the traditions come through. Well, you're making me hungry just talking. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Every time it was like you know, the food was amazing. All right. So tell me. So you were down and uh, you came from Long Island. You moved down to Florida. You started getting uh, really into the whole business networking thing. When did you when at what point? I know you did Women Helping Women in 2009. Right. And Level Up Network Marketing a network breakfast, networking breakfast. But where did you start to get in? Because I see the same thing, you know, all over the world. You know, there's these incredible female entrepreneurs that many times are underserved, and especially and we're working in Africa a lot. In fact, I had one, several of them today on um, at our demo day. And how do we, you know, it's there's incredible talent. How do we really help to be able to cultivate that talent in a way that that's, uh, you know, doing it the right way. What do you think from your perspective? Um, you mean cultivating the all the talent of the entrepreneurs? The yeah, the female entrepreneurs that are out there, because sometimes they're hard to find, Christina. It's not so easy, right? 
Well, we have we have a lot of them. So we have over half a million from all over well, the that's, world. That's why I wanted to talk to you because they're there and they're from all different countries. And you know, I think there's there is an underserved population, and there's you know they need support, especially you know female entrepreneurs. A lot of them may be single moms, or they're you know they're raising children and they're they're trying to run a business at the same time as worrying about daycare and you know it's feeding their children and doing all the things that they have to do. So um, I think as a whole, definitely we need more support for this community and more resources and, you know, funding, you know, to have like, so they can get the right computers and equipment and especially with everything being so much online, you know, there's a lot of things like having a good webcam is important, you know, and having um, the tools and the software to effectively run businesses as well as expensive. So someone just starting out, you know, starting a business is going to have a lot of, you know, overhead and expenses, whether it's a physical in-person business or online. Um, so I think, you know, having more available funds for female entrepreneurs um, would be fantastic. It would really help them. So how do we do that? I mean, it's, you know, is it a government yeah, corporation thing? I mean, how do we actually, what steps can we take to make that happen? Well, you know, I think it's because I don't think it's a governmental thing. I mean, it's definitely would be great if corporations um, expanded. I know, you know, it seems like there are some things out there for, you know, maybe for female business owners, but it doesn't seem like there it's available, you know, to the people I know in my group, you know, who are, you know, solopreneurs and just starting out like, you know, so it's they don't know the steps of how to apply for these things. So I think it's a lot of education mm -hmm. and you know, major companies may be donating, you know, maybe they can donate, you know, computers, Apple can donate computers to, you know, underserved female entrepreneurs across the globe who are trying to start a business or webcams or different things, you know, that they can use or a software company, um, you know, like an email provider like MailChimp or Active Campaign can do some scholarship, you know, give them some free months of resources to get started. You know, there's so much software involved, you know, like click funnels for funnel systems, or if they have mm -hmm. a, a Shopify store, you know, these are the companies like Shopify, these big companies that could really step in and mm -hmm. empower female entrepreneurs by providing some resources that I think would be fantastic. No, I agree with you. And, you know, we're seeing it. I know, Dan, one of the things that we've done with GSD is we've worked with female entrepreneurs from all over the world. And uh, when I was in Russia and my accelerator, we actually really helped. We gave scholarships out to help female entrepreneurs. And quite frankly, Christina, they were some of the most successful. I mean, it was unbelievable. And, you know, really leveled the playing field. And well, part of the problem was getting them to even come in to this, the accelerator. To convincing them they should come in and then once they were in there they really took it seriously and they did incredible incredible work and i'm so proud of them in fact we had up to half of the students in our in our accelerator were female entrepreneurs oh that's fantastic that's wonderful yeah. and they that's did such a good job in fact we had the first um in russia a black female russian black female entrepreneur her father was from angola and just incredibly bright did I mean, they wonders. I mean, the kind of companies that they've created now. I look back at it, you know. Now they're they're a legendary in Russia and that part of the world. But it was just taking that step forward and trying. We had to really go out and push. And once we got a few female entrepreneurs in, then more and more started to come because it was word of mouth. And then we started presenting women in tech events, 
you know, in, in Russia and started to talk about the academy and some of the things that we could do when they started to come. But, you know, first of all, is let them know there's an opportunity there and really have the open arms to welcome them in and say, listen, you can do the same thing. It doesn't matter who you are. It matters. Do you really want to do it? Exactly. Exactly. And, and also having other people who've already been successful mentor these women, you know, and lead the way and maybe provide their coaching. Um, and like you mentioned, like women in tech and like, so there's different, you know, types of businesses. I think what's being underserved are maybe a lot of these, you know, women who, like I said, are solopreneurs, maybe they're, um, they're coaching their coaches or they have a small a product or they're selling, you know, all these stuff that they're doing. Uh, they don't fall into those categories, like having, you know, physical business or mm -hmm. a uh, startup, like a tech, you know, something really big. It's a, really the small business owner, the females, you know, who's just really starting a business, I think, gets often, you know, left behind when we talk about these things of trying to serve them. No, I agree. I mean, we found the same thing we deal with uh, underserved in the U.S. too. And, you know, part of it's going out and, and you know, just like in Russia, I mean, Russia, Ukraine, Belarus is getting out and starting to talk about it. And then once you start it, all of a sudden it's like build the field and they will come and they do start. Right. To but you got to build the field to begin with, that. right? <laughs> exactly. So we, Doing amazing work. Well, we're, you know, we're working on it. It's not easy, but, you know, we're right now my partner's in, um, he's in Cape Town, South Africa, Johannesburg and Nigeria uh, right now today. And we're going out meeting with female entrepreneurs, meeting with entrepreneurs to try to make a difference, you know, giving them access. And the other thing is Silicon Valley is a port. We're in tech, right? Silicon Valley is really a port to the rest of the world. And the kind of opportunities it gives them to be able to connect to Silicon Valley are really unparalleled. And the, in fact, one of the female led companies today from Austria. So, Gabriella, if you're listening, thank you, said that. The connection with Silicon Valley, even in Austria, changed the way that they look at her business. Wow. That's incredible. Well, because, you know, sometimes, you know, different cultures have more um, uh, conservative mentality, should we say, right? Right. Well, drew, drew a box like this and said, this is what our mentality is. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Think out of the box, not in the box, right? Yeah, and I think everyone has been forced to do that in the last, you know, almost two years now because so many industries, you know, other parts of the country, uh, um, the world are, you know, locked down this whole time, like Australia or New Zealand. And like these, it's not as free to be able to go out or get back to work. So, so many people have had to reinvent themselves and start businesses or be forced to do that because, you know, everything changed in their, their industry maybe that they were working in. So it's really having to be a think out of the box and be creative of ways to make money. You know, now we're facing such high inflation. You know, it's it's really hard when you think about you trading dollars for hours. You know, there's only so many hours a person can work. You know, they have to sleep, they have to eat. And so, you know, now you're facing with these raw, I don't know where if where you are, it's like the but here in Scottsdale too, the rents are like astronomical. Everything has gone up, food's gone up, gas. So there's, you know, I think a lot of, you know, people that are working, maybe they're working two jobs, you know, and they just can never get ahead because they're all trading that without, with the beauty of being an entrepreneur is that you can get ahead of that and be able to, you know, create a living and not have to have, you know, put hours to dollars. Right? Only no, I agree. And it's a big challenge. But, you know, I was looking at, uh, I love bikes. I have 14 bikes and I'm, so I'm always looking at bikes. One of the company's bike prices went up 30% from last year. 
Thirty percent. I mean, so this is a you know people use it for recreation. A lot of them were bought during the pandemic. Then I was looking at um, uh, turkey at Costco, uh, turkey breast, fifty cents. It went up in a month. And um, lump crab meat, you know, uh, was twenty two dollars last year. It's thirty dollars wow. this year. It's like, you know, and I you start to look at it. Literally, gasoline prices, right? Right. Oil prices. I was in California two weeks ago. There were no cars in the car lot. How can it be like, or very few cars on the car lot? There weren't any new cars. There were some used, right? But, yeah, you know, it's interesting. We, we got a lot of challenges with this. And it's the same time you're right of it, you know, right about it. The entrepreneurs can get ahead of it. And the, it's not about trading hours because hours won't work anymore. Exactly. There's no way to get ahead. You know, if you do the math, there's just no way. You know, you can work your butt off hour after hour. And, and then when you deduct all these expenses with the rising costs, especially, you know, and then you have, you know, women out there who are, like I said, single parents. And there's men, of course, too, are single parents, you know, that maybe they're not receiving any child support here in the U.S. That's a huge, huge issue. And so now they're trying to, you know, work all these jobs and, you know, with the holidays coming and everything's getting more expensive. So it really, it's really a good time for people to think about if they're not an entrepreneur yet, starting something on the side and thinking out of the box. And like you said, um, expanding. So they're not trading, you know, all the, that hard work, because you can only do it for so long before your body will give out. Even if you had two or three jobs, it's just too much and you can't catch up with this inflation. No, you're right, 100%. You know, one, one of the other things, people forget about, we're working in artificial intelligence. And the amount of data, Christina, that's around us today, I mean, think about it in, in your world, in Christina's world. you got about 300,000 items in your personal cloud. The entire web in 1996 was 257,000 websites. So, Christina, you have more information, and the audience today viewing has more information in their own personal cloud, the entire web in 1996. The problem is, that number is double and the challenge is following the same trajectory as the web, which means it's doubling every year. In five years, you're going to have 10 million items. So think about this, Christina. How many times in the last two weeks has somebody said, Christina, I sent you something, uh, a message. Did you get it? Where did you send it? <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, my goodness. I sent it to your email. Which one? <laughs> oh, yes. And then you'd be beyond email. You've got, okay, I sent it to your, your messenger. Well, which page? You know, I've got exactly. now it's like, and then if they do get to your messenger, well, if we're not friends on Facebook, you go into this, the, the not connected or the spam spam folder, and then you got to like dig in there. That's one thing about Facebook Messenger drives me nuts is because, you know, people don't realize if you're not friends with somebody and you send a message to that person, chances are they're never going to see it. They're never going to get it. Very, you know. So it's, oh, it's such a, yeah, this, it's a really hard thing, like you said, to be able to, with all the ways to communicate with a person, to be able to send, you may be sending someone messages. Like I never check my LinkedIn messages. I just have, too, there's just too many places. So DMing well, on Instagram or here, I'll never see that. You know, it's like, you just can't, you, you just, as a human, you can't check all these places. Exactly. exactly. And, then, <laughs> and so we're, we're seeing there's opportunities because in the last two weeks, you know, how many times have you said, uh, you know, I didn't get it. We resend it. I can't find it and send it to my email address, whatever one that is. So we are in a state of infobesity. What I'm telling the startups out there, listen, data is really an interesting fuel that's going to power the way we are. AI is a new electricity. Look at some of these technologies, comp technologies, build companies around it. 
If you're a marketing person, find somebody that's technical. Solve these problems because each one of us every day, I mean, you're an incredibly smart lady. I mean, I talked to PhDs, Pranea from Harvard University, the head of the quantum lab, same problem. And we need to go down through and solve these issues. So data is going to be an opportunity for each and every one of us. Think about this. There's 49 zettabytes of data on the planet today. If you took CDs or DVDs, it would go 35 times to the Earth and the moon. It increases at 68% per year. So, <laughs> yeah, so look at the opportunities. Data is around us. So startups out there, female entrepreneurs, go out, you know, go down through, study engineering, study uh, business, go down through and create companies, find partners that can help you. Those companies are out there. Those companies are going to win the race because there's so many challenges and opportunities out for each and every one of us today. But you got to step out of the box and take a look at it. Yeah, you, you hit upon something that's really important, whether it's a, in technology or anything for your business if, is solving a problem. That's where you're going to be successful. If you can find a problem that a target niche audience is struggling with, and if you can solve that problem, like if you could solve the problem, like I've actually asked people about this with Facebook personal messenger. It would be phenomenal if somebody could invent a way and, um, to have like an autoresponder go out, like, you know, automatically to these messages. Facebook doesn't allow that, so they don't have the technology. But that would solve a big problem, you know, because then yeah. you could direct people, because they do have that for pages. They have it for pages, but they don't have it for personal messenger. And that would, you know, that's one problem people have is, you know, or, um, and I know there's some softwares that condense everything, but there's, yeah, anytime you look at a problem, I know we have one of our members, her name is Chantelle Voss. She's created a software called Carly. And it's brand new. And what it does is it goes into Facebook groups. We've installed it in all of our Facebook groups now. And, you know, when you have a group like us with half a million posts coming through, tons of information, you can go into her software and you can put keywords in. So you could say, um, I want these keywords. Just say you're a graphic designer and you want to, you know, get work. So you can put in, you know, looking for graphic designer or web design. Or So you'll own in that software, you'll just see those posts with those keywords. You can comment right away and get it. Oh, that's there. fantastic. It's a great software. Yes, yeah, she just um, she's just developed it. And it's um, it's fantastic because that does cut down like we're talking about on all that noise. And she's developed a solution to that. So more things like that are definitely needed to see, you know, any like any problem anybody's having, like, you know, being overwhelmed in a Facebook group and not being able to find the right people who you want to post with that solves that problem. Uh, but there's so many other problems. So it's really a great way for people to start thinking what is a problem you're currently having. And, you know, if you could solve your own problem, you can solve it for others. Yeah, no. And I agree with you 100 percent. We talk about now, I write a lot about intelligent assistance. So I've written 167 articles about this stuff in the last two years. Wow. And one of the things, in fact, Christina, I spoke at the United Nations a few weeks ago. And, you know, one of the things we talked about is technology is a tool for peace, right? And if we create jobs and so people can feed their families, there's going to be an opportunity there. They're not going to go to these adversarial groups. They're going to want to work with you because when it brings people together, they know you care about them and you do. Right. And you're all on the same mission. So I got a question for you. You have 500,000 followers, right? Yeah. How in the world do you get 500,000? How does that work? Well, we started the uh, Women Helping Women Entrepreneurs Facebook community, and it was about, uh, say, October 2016. So it's been five years, a little over five years. And 
it just started off with like maybe a thousand women and it just kept expanding and more and more women kept inviting other female entrepreneurs. And it just, you know, took a life of its own and we just kept growing and growing, which has just been incredible. And it's really wonderful to see everybody in there, you know, helping each other and being able to um, share their knowledge and expertise. Cause we have some new members who are, you know, extremely successful. Others are just starting. And like I said, they're from all different countries. So it's great to see, um, you know, them working together to help each other. How does it make you feel? Oh, it's, a, it's an amazing feeling, you know, especially when I see success stories of, you know, members who say that this group helped me, whatever, you know, or they, they put a heartfelt post out, something in their life that's going on and affecting their business. And then all these members just start posting and giving that person advice and support, whether it's emotional, you know, that's a, those always hit me too. When somebody's going through a rough time and a lot of times just some say, I'm ready to give up. Um, my business is not making any money. I'm done. And then they'll get that encouragement to stick in and get some advice and, and some help people step up to the plate and say, you know, let's uh, let me talk to you. Let's schedule a call or let me help you. And so that that's really those are the heartfelt moments that really, really make me feel great about having this group. No, that's super. And do you have celebrities ever come in? Do you ever have like all of a sudden a celebrity comes in and says, uh, you know, uh, that's that's uh, done. I don't want to name any names, but it would be. Is it interesting? Do they ever come in and comment female entrepreneurs that are celebrities or or well-known female entrepreneurs? Other There's than yourself? probably some well-known. I don't think we have any like actual like, you know, celebrities in the sense of celebrity um, that I know of, maybe, you know, but there are very successful, well-known female entrepreneurs who are in the group. And so it's always great to see when they, you know, do help out and leave a comment or post or, you know, do anything like that. It's, it's great to have them give that expertise. You know, the ones who have already done it and can lead the way and say, you know, I made a million dollars in my business and, you know, this is how I did it. And so that's so helpful, you know, where I've got a social media following now of X amount. They're an influencer, I would say, more than celebrity, get influencers in there who can, you know, share and offer advice on how they've got to that point. So, yeah, it is. It is. It is a wonderful feeling knowing you know that anybody can join, whether you're just starting out or you're very successful, and everybody can have that connection. That's what it really does. It brings people together. Yeah, it's always good to have the support too. People, you know, when people care about you, and they want to try to see you do better and and help you. Right. Exactly. That's that's what it is. You know, when you're especially if you're feeling like you know, and it happens to every entrepreneur. And it could, you know, people give up too soon. And that's the biggest problem. You know, it takes years sometimes. It doesn't, it's not like an overnight and people being in a couple months or a year and rightfully they're getting discouraged, but they don't realize, you know, you, they maybe just have to change your approach or, you know, reevaluate what you're doing. It doesn't mean you have to give up. And so when they can stay in the game and keep going and keep growing their businesses with support of other women, I think that really, really helps a lot. No, I agree with you. I mean, it's about, you know, I tell them, I said, listen, it's like going down the highway. If you make a, the wrong turn and you have to make a U-turn, doesn't mean you failed. It just means you had to pivot. And so exactly. that's what life's all about. Listen, what did Steve Jobs, sometimes life will hit you with like a ton of bricks and you got to go down through and you got to move in another direction. That's just the way it is. You know, exactly. You just, yeah, right. You just have to like, it's, your, it's strategize and see, okay, well, that's not working, but let me try something else and keep trying something until you find what's going to work. 
And it may not be the same for everyone. I know a lot of women beat themselves up because they'll see these successful women and they're like, all right, well, that just makes me feel bad because that person's making all this money and has all these social media followers. And, you know, I've been trying hard. Why can't I do that? So um, every approach is going to be a little bit different. It's not all one size fits all, but you can definitely learn from the success of others. Like I always quote Tony Robbins says, success leaves clues, which is so true. So by seeing what other people are doing and then, you know, trying to apply those strategies in your own business can be really helpful. Well, you know, the other thing is, you know, I read this book called a man as a man thinketh should be as a woman. Oh, yes. I, yeah. I, you know, I read that years ago. That's a classic. Yeah. And then became the secret with Rhonda Burns. And but it is, you know, part of it is manifest itself. It's if you create a positive environment for yourself and believe in positive things, positive things happen to you. It's just the way mm-hmm. it is. If you you know, if you get up in the morning and you hurt your toe and smash it on the door and, and the rest of your day, you lose your keys, you know, your dog runs out of the house, you know, et cetera. But if you reframe yourself and change that and put in the positive, you can create more positive energy and positive things happen. And people want to come around you because you're positive. Absolutely. I'm such a big believer. And I remember when the, the secret came out, I think it was 2006 or just, yeah, I think it was 2006. And then I, I loved it. It was on like online and they bought DVDs at the time. And I just bought like a ton of them and like gave them to everyone I knew. I was like, you know, here, you have to watch this. I even gave one to my ex-husband who's very nice. <laughs> so I, <didn't, laughs> I don't think he ever watched it. <laughs> Let me tell you about the law of attraction here. Take yeah. a look at it. <laughs> I told the kids, give this to dad. Bring this when you go visit. I, yeah, it's, we're, we're complete opposites, but I believe in it so much. I mean, just the whole, you know, premises. And it's so true. It's how you start your day and, and getting yourself out of those, you know, negative um, it's, it's, you can go deep into it because like, if you're having a really bad day, it can just drive your week and then your month. So you have to be able to put things in perspective and move on and just look at look for the bright spots and, and focus in on what you do want, not what you don't want. And I think also, too, what I know just from um, studying a lot of different authors and stuff, I don't know if you've heard of Neville Goddard. He Mm-hmm. He wrote a lot of books and he, I don't know when he passed away. He was like in the 1930s, 40s. Um, and his, the, his step of the other part was, was actually uh, feel into what you want. So don't just, you know, imagine it and say, oh, I want this. I want this. feel what actually like put yourself in of how that feels. So it's, and your brain can do that. It's like, it, I remember in the book, he says, if you imagine yourself, you know, biting into a lemon you're going to taste that sour because you're imagining it, but it's like real. And so, you know, it's, you can do that with anything. You can imagine yourself, you know, being, being very specific into that car that you want or that home, just imagine, feel it, smell it. I think that's probably one of the most crucial parts of the whole law of attraction is that, that piece there is actually feeling your way into it. No, I agree. And man, and then it manifests itself, right? It manifests and becomes right. real. It becomes real. I, yes. mean, I remember myself, I, you know, my own situation, I remember I was in Pennsylvania and, and, uh, and I'd gone into a magazine store and I saw a picture of a house. I'll never forget it. I saw a picture of a house. You remember they used to have like architectural digests and all this oh, I yeah. saw a picture of the house and the plan. And the next day I had a martial arts class in the morning and I started visualizing because I do that a lot, but I visualized having that house and I went to my martial arts class. It was at uh, 530 in the morning, early, early, because I had to go to work. And I took it for an hour. And the uh, martial arts instructor there, Dale, 
said, you know, I'm out of work. I'm a, I'm a carpenter. I own a construction company and there's no work because the interest rates were way up. And I said, I went out in the, my car and I grabbed the magazine and I, <laughs> no, I went down to the store and I bought the magazine. I brought it up and I said, could you build this house? And I said, but I want to change the interior. And I drew it up. I drew the interior differently because I said, I want to make it four bedrooms and, and uh, you know, jacuzzi and all this stuff. Can you build this? Yeah. How long will it take? Four months. I put it up and within four months it was sold. Wow. And so I started, I started a construction tech company, but it was only because I thought about it and visualized being into it that it happened. And then all of a sudden the house that I uh, dreamed about having the houses later, I had it on the top of the mountain. And so wow. it, it became real. So you can manifest it if you believe in it. You got to look yourself in the mirror, right? And you got to say, do you really want it or not? Sometimes people say they want things, but when they come, they don't accept them. Right. That's true. They have then that their subconscious comes in or like thinking they don't deserve it or they somehow reject they, it. They so don't deserve it. They don't think it. they deserve it, right? Right. Exactly. It's all these subconscious uh garbage that we have right from our childhoods and pasts and all that that stuff that can get in the way and uh, and uh be a block to what you're saying but that that's an incredible story David. and it can happen i think you really have like you said you have to believe it though because if you don't believe it there's people out there to say oh well that can't happen to me or make excuses up or why it can't happen instead of why it can happen Exactly. You know, exactly. You know I remember uh, what the United Nations a couple of weeks ago, I said, I don't know about you guys, but this is at the General Assembly, right? I don't know about you, but didn't Mother Teresa say it's about pro-peace and not stopping war? I said, you know, you're talking about the negative kind of stuff we're talking about, you know, against uh, terrorism and all that. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but, you know, shouldn't it be talking about pro-peace and how to build great jobs and that kind of thing? Wouldn't that like be a better way to look at it. I said, I don't know. I'm a country boy from Pennsylvania, grew up on a farm. I like, I think it would make a little difference. But part of the way we work together is thinking about the positives and not the negatives. You know, what are the good things about that person? What are the good things about that company that you see? And how can we nurture those relationships instead of the negative stuff? If we focus on the negative all the time, that's what you get, right? That's all you're going to get. <laughs> Some oh, kind of negative. True. And I'm sure we all know of somebody who you know, just is stuck in that rut and can't get out because every time you, it's a person who you, every time you speak to them, it's like, you don't want to be on the phone with them because all they do is complain. You know, exactly. so we all know somebody like that who's, uh, you know, just constantly complaining. And then no matter what you say to them, they'll have an excuse why it won't work. So you can't help them because they won't help themselves. So that's really a hard struggle too. When you see someone like that in your life, you know, if you have a relative or somebody or friends and you just, there's just no way you can help them because until they get out of that mindset, they can't, you know, they can't, they're not open. They're not allowing anything to come in, anything positive to flow. Exactly. No, I agree with you hundred percent. You know, I wrote one time I did, uh, I'd had these uh, spirals, right? The emotional spiral, you can either go up or down like the drain. And the thing is, if you reinforce yourself going up, it starts to go up and the positive things start to happen. If you look at it going down and thinking about the negative stuff, all of a sudden you start to go down and, you know, it could, like you said, it could last days or weeks or, or months or years, but you've done, you've done an incredible job. I mean, passing all this positive energy out to these female entrepreneurs and making your own dent in the universe. Christina, it's amazing. Really, seriously. And coming from this uh, Greece background and, and I know my grandparents came over with a nickel in their pocket through Ellis Island. <laughs> they didn't have a lot of money and they had dreams, right? And they did them. 
Exactly. That's they came right, right, and they didn't come. It's the same thing with my my dad's family. I mean, he came. My grandmother had with seven kids from Greece, wow. and he was the youngest. He was three at the time, right after the war. You know, um, so he, you know, and they. My grandfather was a priest, believe it or not. So they, you know, they didn't have a lot. But my dad, he really embraced the American dream. Went into the music business. And unfortunately, he passed at 59, but he, you know, he was had a very successful career in life. And um, so he really was, uh, you know, the, like, you, like you said, like your grandparents coming in with nothing and making something for himself. And that's what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And that's and that's true. It's what's true, too. And I think it's a good point, too, is if some people, too, are limited, too, because they don't have a parent or a grandparent or someone in their life they've seen do that. See, I was very fortunate because my father was um, a dreamer. He was like, you know, always taking us, like we'd be driving around and we'd go see a, a $10 million mansion. You know, my mother would be like, why are we looking at this? You know, <laughs> he would just say, we're going to look at it. You know, he was open to anything. And that's how he attracted success. Like, you know, it wasn't like, oh, I'm not going to look at that because I can't afford it right now. It's like, I'm going to go look at it. And so if you've never had a parent, you know, he always took big chances in business and always, you know, jumped on things and kept positive. So if you don't have somebody in your life like that, you just see you're not going to be open to that. So it's important then for you to have a mentor or someone, you know, outside of your family unit and friends. If you find somebody who does think like that, who thinks out of the box, who thinks big, is not limited by what, well, I can't do that. I don't have the money or I don't have the credit score. Or, I don't have that, you know, all the excuses that you make up. So if you don't have any example of that, you need to find one in order to get to the next level. No, I agree with you 100%. I mean, it sounds like your your family did that for you. And, you know, I've seen, I, I hang around those kind of folks too that have that positive energy, you know, and, and help you and support the ideas. You know, I don't talk a lot about, I don't know about you, but when I set my goal on something, I don't talk about it until it starts to uh, come become manifested stuff and become real. Because if you do people, oh, why do you oh, want to yeah. do that? It's like the house story. I don't know why you want to do this, but just oh, do it. Yeah. You know I mean? Oh, it's so true. I mean, my youngest child, she's 24. She just started her first business and she, she only spoke to me about it in the beginning. She didn't want to tell some relatives and outside with her husband's family and stuff too, because she was like, I don't want to hear any negativity while it's still in the development. I want to be trying to talk me out of this. So now once it, now that it's real, she developed a product for actually for golden retrievers. It's called the healthy golden. It'll be coming out um, this January. It's a, um, a gravy, golden gravy. So it's a topper uh, for golden shoes with so many healthy things in it that help them not get cancer and live longer and longevity. And she developed the whole thing, which I'm super proud of her for. But once it's now real, she told everybody about it. like she didn't that was a smart move of her because it would be people friends or whatever oh how are you going to do that what do you mean you're starting a dog food supplement how on earth would you know how to do that and she figured out all on her own she found the 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 company to make it and to the, develop the product and she developed the label so you know you have sometimes you have to keep it to yourself just like you said you know and until it's become manifest and then you can share it with the world <laughs> no i agree that's fantastic well listen we're coming to the end of the show I just want to have your closing thoughts and, and um, you know, how can women that are out there, how can people reach you to be able to help? And, um, oh, and also, sure. what's the best way to get a hold of you? Well, the, I first want to say anybody watching this who's not part of our community on Facebook, you just can go to womenhelpingwomen.group. 
And that will lead you to the Facebook community. So you can join us there, womanhelpingwomen.group. We also, if you're on LinkedIn, we do have a Women Helping Women Entrepreneurs group here. You can look that up and join here as well on LinkedIn. Um, so you can join those groups and, and get a lot of support um, through through those places too. Um, and definitely um, reach me in, in the groups. You can you know, tag me or, you know, um, I was going to say, you know, DMs and messaging is very difficult to reach me, but <laughs> definitely, uh, you could definitely, or send me an email at Christina at ChristinaRowe.com. That's usually the best way because you get so, like you said, we were talking about earlier, it gets very overwhelming with all the different messages coming in all the different places. But I suggest everybody join the group, you know, because there's a lot of support in there and a lot of things you can learn to help grow your business. You know, I just want to say we had a really nice comment Um uh, James Brown said, you know, this really resonates with him for because he works for a woman based business. And oh, nice. what you said today really resonates with him. So I just want to say thank oh. you. you. You know, you spread the, the positive word out there and uh, and uh, yeah, it's really great. So I want to oh, thank you for taking so the time. Thank you. <laughs> it's great to hear. I'm, I'm glad because. You know, I'm passionate about this and I want to help, you know, as many women and, and men as possible. You know, we all have to, you know, really become more positive now and stay away from negativity on social media and use these platforms to grow your businesses and, and don't get caught up in, you know, commenting and going, you know, and getting into that negative spot, which too many people waste too much time. Time is precious, you know, I would say. So use it wisely. Think about what problems people have and how you can solve them. And if you ask yourself that every day, um, I think you're going to come up with a winning idea or add on to your business or, or do great things because that's what it really all boils, boils down to. No, I agree with you. I agree hundred percent. So, and tomorrow never comes. So if you're going to do it, do it today, focus right. on it, get it done, stay positive, you know, and try to go out and help people. Uh, and those uh, emotions will come back to you. You'll get that positive energy back. So go out and help. I want to thank you very much for coming to my show today. I really appreciate Christina for taking time out of your busy schedule. To my audience out there, I want to thank you one more time for joining GSD Presents Silicon Valley AI and Tech. My name is Gary Fowler, and I'm your host. Stay tuned for another exciting show that will happen again next Tuesday. Be safe, be healthy, and be happy. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Christina. I really thank appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, Gary. I really appreciate it, too. Thank you.